the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is SoCal Live with Scott Furrow on 99.5 KKLA. Join the conversation now by texting Scott in the SoCal Live studio at 213-537-3812. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Hour 2 of Southern California Live. It's great to be with you all throughout Southern California each and every day from 3 to 5. I'm Scott Furrow, your host, and uh, I always enjoy being with each one of you. And we've got people from... Uh, across many different spectrums, including age, and a lot of grandparents listening, and a lot of people who have grandparents or who come from grandparents. I come from a long line of grandparents, as do you. And, um, you know, I read an interesting statistic that said uh, about 50 or 60 years ago, only about 40% of people, of children, knew their grandparents uh, after age about six. Now it's about 90%. Most people uh, get to know their grandparents. And another statistic said that grandparents are often the most influential people in the lives of uh, people that you know now. Do you remember your grandparents? So you have uh, a good memory with your grandparents? I've got great memories of my grandparents. I didn't know my grandfathers. Uh, They died uh, before I was born, one shortly after I was born. Uh, My grandmothers, you know, my, my, one of my grandmothers, my mom's mom, she used to drive those uh, big old Cadillacs. Remember those big old Cadillacs? You could put, you know, my car could fit in the trunk of her old Cadillac Fleetwood, uh, I think is what it was. And she'd come to our house at Christmas and bring us like 12 gifts, me and my sister. There's so many packages all wrapped, and we'd help, them carry, help her carry them out of her trunk. I mean, she was bigger than Santa Claus. It was unbelievable. And then we'd open up all those gifts, and uh, there would be one package of Legos and, you know, 14 packages of clothes. And it was such a bummer. It seemed like it was such a bummer. But, you know, now that when I, once I got older and I realized something, that we didn't have any money, and if Grandma didn't buy us all those clothes at Christmas, we would have had nothing to wear. And what a blessing Grandma was. And I didn't really realize it at the time. Later, as I got older, she was just a blessing to to get to know and to have in my life. And I'm glad that I had uh, my grandmothers with me. Well, you know, if you have grand grandparents or you are a grandparent, one of the things that I think is the most interesting thing happening now is that you have a tremendous influence on your kids, your grandkids, and or you would like to have a better relationship with your grandkids. And, and from a Christian perspective, how do you have a ministry to your grandkids? How do you share the gospel with your grandkids? And what if your kids aren't really on that page? How do you do this? There are and what are the ministries? Well, I'm going to share with you a ministry today, and uh, maybe you've heard of it, Legacy Coalition. There is a lot to learn about it. My guest is Larry Fowler. Larry is the CEO. Is that right, Larry, the CEO of Legacy Coalition? Yes. Uh-huh. And, uh, uh, hi, Scott. Great hi, to be with you. Larry, welcome to Southern California Live. It is great to have you on our program, and I'm, I'm excited, as always, to talk with you because grandparents need uh, this kind of attention. More than, you know, in church life, we do grandparent ministries and we send you on a bus to go on a trip and we do these kinds of things. But grandparents have such a burden for 
their grandkids, a spiritual burden. And grandkids need their grandparents, don't they? Well, yes, I, I, I know I sure have a spiritual burden for my grandkids. And, and I think that Christian grandparents in general do, but often they feel like they don't really know what to do. You know, what can I do about it? And they're, they're very disillusioned by the world their grandkids are going to have to face. And so all of that means uh, that they're ripe for some practical ideas on how to be influential in the lives of their grandkids. Yeah. Larry, tell us about about your grandkids. How many grandkids do you have? Well, I have seven. Uh, Three live here in Southern California, where I live as well. And then uh, three live in Colorado, and one lives in Georgia. So I've got uh, uh, long-distance grandkids and ones that live close, and they range in age from 7 to 27. Oh, well, that's great. And uh, the Scriptures uh, tell us that being grandparent, it's the crown of the aged. Not trying to point out that you're aged. <laughs> well, I am, so that's all right. <laughs> Old enough to be a grandparent. Um, and uh, if you're listening and you're a grandparent and you'd like to call in and ask a uh, question or be a part of our conversation, you can call 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557 is the number. Uh, Larry, you know, I think that a, I want to call it a revolution is, is happening for a lot of reasons. One, that people are living longer and living lives where they can be productive longer. And, from for us in the church, it means that grandparents are going to have a significant part of of ministry to grandkids that they've never had. They might even become great grandparents. And a few years ago, you saw this burden, and you looked around, and uh, what did you find as far as churches with ministries for grandparents? Well, I didn't find any. In fact, we we looked for a year as we were feeling God calling us to start this ministry to grandparents. We we started looking for where are churches that have seen the potential for grandparents discipling their grandkids and are doing something to uh, to equip them. And we found, you know, a few churches that had a class here or there, but nothing that was going on on, a lo- on an ongoing basis. And uh, my my background is working with, in children's ministry. I've been a coach and a consultant for children's pastors in large churches and the churches that I work with would have every kind of family ministry that you can think of. You know, they had single mom care, they mm-hmm. had you know premarital counseling. They they just had it all, but none of them had ever even thought about the idea of of equipping grandparents. It just totally went right past them. You know, it's a uh, and when I first met you a few years ago, this was um, you brought this up, and I had to, I, I started racking my brain of all the ministry programs. So I was a pastor for twenty five years, all these programs, right? And I couldn't think of one that was about grandparents and helping them become disciple makers, specifically of their grandkids. And and it's, it's a it's a shocking thing, really, that that has been missing. But that's changing a lot these days, isn't it, the last couple of years? Well, it is. And, of course, that's one side of the coin. The other side of the coin is what you just said, that grandparents have incredible potential to influence their grandkids. That's right. I mean, you know, we, lo- we love them. We know them. We know them better, way better than the Sunday school teacher at their church, the children's work. Right. We know them better than the youth pastor. Uh, we, know, we know their weaknesses, their strengths. We know where they're at spiritually, probably. And so we we are in an ideal position to have an influence. Uh, so 
we've got to we've got to figure that out. We've got to begin to equip grandparents, and that is what's happening all across the country. Uh, you know, do when you think about this, and we have a lot of grandparents who are are listening, and you know, we've had times where we've just had people call up and pray and ask for ask for prayer for their grandkids. So many things that they're they're worried about, and grandparents often feel kind of helpless um, in this. And but there's the other side is that some grandparents kind of are unaware of the spiritual responsibility really that they have for mentoring their grandkids. Uh, and they've never heard a, a sermon on grandparenting. In fact, when I met you first, I was convicted I had to do a sermon on grandparenting, and I did. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, the, people don't recognize it. And, Scott, one of the reasons why is because the word grandparent really doesn't occur much at all in Scripture. In fact, if you grew up on King James like I did, and probably much of your audience is, you know, younger than that, but... In the King James Version, the word grandmother appears when it talks about uh, about Timothy's grandmother, but the word grandfather isn't there. So we just we just skip over all the passages that actually teach us about grandparenting. And there are more passages in the Bible that relate to the grandparent role than there are that relate to the parent role. We just mm. don't see them. That's pretty significant. That is significant. You're listening to Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your host. My guest is Larry Fowler, the CEO of Legacy Coalition. You can visit that website, LegacyCoalition.com. We'll give you some information later on on uh, some great resources and opportunities for you. If you want to join our conversation, if you've got a question for Larry, uh, give us a call. 888-528-2557 is the number, 888-528-2557. Larry, you mentioned that there are scriptures that are about grandparents that we overlook. What are, what's something that pops into your mind about that? What's the scripture well, the one that comes that's, The one that's been most significant to my wife and I is Deuteronomy 4, 9. And the last phrase was absolutely transformative for us because we didn't recognize, we thought we were good grandparents, but we didn't recognize that we had a biblical responsibility. The last phrase says, teach your children and your children's children. Mm. Well, well, it says, and your children's children, so who's that speaking to? Grandparents, of course. Right. And so as a grandparent, I still have a responsibility to be a spiritual teacher into my family. My job is not done just because my parenting responsibilities of, you know, raising my kids is behind me. Yeah. So, and you know, I think that we maybe have a, a culture that really, you know, considers getting older and retiring and then you kind of go enjoy uh, your life, which I think is fine, but for some reason there is the idea that maybe you retire from church, or, you know, I've had people say, it feels like all I'm doing as an older person is supporting the church financially, you know, and what is there that I can do? Um, there's a huge opportunity for grandparents to be if involved with particularly their own grandkids. Um, many, pe- many people are, are listening. What would you say is the, the first step to doing that? And then I want to talk about the, the barriers, because some people are listening going, you know what, I have a hard time getting to know my grandkids for various reasons. Well, I, I think the number one step is to, is to really just, for the Christian grandparent, is to realize that there's a higher bar in Scripture than what there is in culture. And just that knowledge itself begins to transform us, you know, yeah. because, you know, we love the Lord. We love our grandkids. We just haven't had the thought of, I have a responsibility before God 
to pass on faith to them. That's my job as a grandparent. That we don't parent anymore because that's been the baton, that baton's been passed. Right. But we still have a secondary, very, very important role to influence our grandchildren with faith. So just recognizing that step number one. Yeah. There's uh, some research now about these relationships that says that as many as nine out of ten adult grandchildren feel that their grandparents influence their values and behaviors. Nine out of ten. That's pretty important. Well, yeah, and 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 that survey probably comes from people that, um, like like you were talking about at the beginning, probably didn't even know all their grandparents. Right. And now grandparents live longer, they are more healthy, they have more energy. What incredible potential we have to be influencers in the lives of our grandkids. Yeah, you're listening to Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow. My guest is Larry Fowler. Larry, as we're talking about grandparents, um, what are some of the difficulties, the the barriers that some grandparents have with having relationships with their kids? So I know a lot of people would like to have that be better, and they're wondering how to deal with that. What are some of the barriers that you experience and that uh, uh, grandparents tell you about? Well, we say that, that the barriers are summarized by the word distance. But, of course, there's more than one kind of distance. There's, re- there's uh, geographical distance. And, and I, you know, I, I probably a majority of grandparents have grandkids that don't live close. They live, you know, five mm-hmm. hours away, yep. 20 hours away, you know, right. across the ocean. And, and they wonder, well, how, how can I influence them? Well, of course you still can, and technology really helps that today. So geographical distance is a barrier, but it's certainly one that can be dealt with. More difficult is a relational barrier. Yeah. You know, what happens when there's a broken down relationship in the family? What, what, if what if your son and daughter-in-law get divorced and she gets custody of the kids and she doesn't like your son anymore and she takes it out on you too and won't let you see the grandkids even though you didn't ever do anything? Mm-hmm. You know, how do you, how do you overcome that and, and have an, um, in, an influence in the lives of your grandkids? Well, even that's not hopeless. Yeah, and th- those things are really hopeless. common these days, though. But you're right, it's not hopeless. Yeah, and and the, probably the, the other one that we certainly want to mention is when there's spiritual distance. You know, mm. when, when the grandparents are believers, but their adult children have, have walked away from faith or are cool toward it, and they really don't want the grandparents uh, speaking about spiritual things with their grandkids. And that, of course, is very common as well. It's common. I'm fact, sure there are many people that are listening that have that situation in their family. Just uh, recently, my wife and I had uh, lunch with uh, somebody who was saying that exact thing about her grandkids, that uh, she's had the distance thing where they're across the country, but one of them is moving, uh, the fam- one, one of her families is moving closer and she'll get to see her grandkids and she was expressly told by her kids do not share jesus with my kids yeah yeah uh it was heartbreaking yes that that is heartbreaking and and um and grandparents don't often know how to respond to that yeah so what's the best way to respond or you know how do you encourage grandparents to respond in that situation well, of course, there are no magic answers. There's nothing that can be said probably in a minute that uh, <laughs> that addresses all the situations that are out there. But but I, I want to just say a couple principles. Number one is try to understand. When when an adult child says that, don't ever talk to my 
my your grandchildren, my kids, about Jesus. What was the thing that caused them to be so angry at Jesus mm. and yep. Jesus being mentioned? And until you understand that, if you start pushing back without understanding, you may push back in the wrong way. So number one, you've got to try to understand. Uh, second thing is you have to you have to honor the wishes of the parents. You have to say, okay, I won't, because they're the parent. And, right. and if you try to undermine their authority, you get shut out even more. And if so, there's two really important, just practical, common, ordinary first steps. Try to understand, honor their wishes, and then, of course, pray that God will change their hearts. That's hard to do, I think, uh, for a lot of people um, to just kind of uh, to wait back and, and do that. But it's really, really important, isn't it? Well, uh, quite often, uh, when you, you, you need to think, too, well, when am I going to have a chance to interact with these grandkids? Well, it may be when they get out of the home. Yep. It, it may be when they're no longer under their parents' control and the parents don't have a say in what your conversation with them. And so you may have to think long term and think, okay, they're 11 right now, I'm going to think 10 years ahead, and I'm going to develop such a strong relationship with them, such a loving relationship with them, that when they turn 21, I'm going to be able to have that relationship and talk with them about the Lord then. Yeah. And that takes some patience, but that's really true. In fact, uh, sometimes it's easier when when people get to be in their 20s and they're grown up and uh, they're ready to have those conversations where they're exploring what is true beyond whatever uh, they might have been taught from their parents. It goes both ways, too. And Christians, people who grew up in Christian homes, go out and they say, I wonder if any of that was true that I was always led to believe. Well, exactly. And we recognize that that most all of us have had a time where we we're get, we get curious about our roots. We get cur- curious about our grandparents, our great-grandparents, etc. And that natural curiosity creates an opportunity for influence. Yeah, it does. You're listening to Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow. I'm with Larry Fowler, the CEO of Legacy Coalition. And uh, Larry, I got a call from uh, Patricia on this very subject. Uh, you have a second to take a call? Sure. Hi, uh, Patricia. Welcome to Southern California Live. Hi, thank you very much for taking the call. Um, I have a situation. Um, my kids just lived down in uh, Orange County. I'm up here in Hermosa Beach, and I don't get to see them that often because the kids, my the grant, the older my my kids are just too busy. They say for me to um, to get to see them. So I see them maybe three times a year, and I'm here, you know, within an hour of driving. So. I just don't know what to do. I don't know whether maybe I've done something to offend them, which I don't think so. But um, I'm just, I don't know what how to go forward on this, whether I should bug them, and which I tried to do before. I tried to um, tell them that I wanted to see the grandkids, and I wonder if maybe I pushed too hard. Mm. I Thank you for that question, uh, Patricia. Larry, I think that's real common, that feeling that uh, Patricia has, isn't it? Oh, Larry, you still with me? Oh, I think I lost Larry. We're going to have to get Larry back. Uh, You're listening to Southern California Live. We'll get Larry back here in just a minute, and we'll answer uh, Patricia's question. Um, Here's what I'll do, and we're going to go to a break in just a second. But Larry is the CEO of Legacy Coalition, and when we come back, we'll talk about it a little bit more. You can go to LegacyCoalition.com. The exciting thing about the Legacy Coalition 
is this was started just a few years ago as a ministry for grandparents, and it has exploded in size. It is one of the fastest-growing ministries, I think, in the world, for sure in the United States. And there is a summit coming up next month in October for grandparents and grandparents and how to be uh, encouraged as grandparents to be disciple makers of your grandkids. The website is LegacyCoalition.com, and Larry will talk about that here in just a minute when we get him back. And, you know, there's all kinds of different resources on there for you. And so, uh, Patricia, hang out, and uh, we will uh, answer your question when we come back. Also, friends, before we go to the break, uh, KKLA is uh, sponsoring a health fair. And if you go to kkla.com, there's a health fair this Saturday. I want you to to know about it. And uh, it's Saturday, September 24th from 9 to 1, and it's the 8th annual free health fair. Is at Pasadena First Church of the Nazarene, which is a very convenient place for most of uh, Southern California, actually, and uh, sponsored by City of Hope and Regal Medical Group. And at this, you'll get all kinds of information about healthcare, uh, about healthcare insurance, about best healthcare practices, healthy living, nutrition, a whole bunch of things. If you go to kkla.com and click the health fair banner, you can learn about that. It's Saturday, September 24th. You're listening to Southern California Live. I'll be back with our guest, Larry Fowler, and we'll talk about grandparenting in just a moment. This is the Wednesday edition of Southern California Live. I'll be back with you in just a moment. You're listening to SoCal Live with Scott Furrow on 99.5 KKLA. Text Scott right now in the SoCal Live studio at 213-537-3812. Welcome back, everybody. Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, and my guest is Larry Fowler. Larry, you back with me? I'm back with you, I think. All right, you are. Thank you for being here, Larry. Larry is the CEO of the Legacy Coalition, and we'll tell you more about that here in just a moment, but it is a ministry for grandparents, and we've been talking about how as grandparents uh, we can minister and disciple our grandkids. And uh, we had taken a call from Patricia. Are you there, Patricia? I think I just lost Larry again. Are you there, Patricia? Yes, I am here. All right. All right, Patricia, I did get your call, and I'm going to let you go because I just lost Larry again. Um, But we'll answer your question here in just a minute, okay? All righty, thank you. Uh, All right. All right, so uh, we're having a little bit of, uh, you know, technical things. They they happen, you know, in these days. In fact, I think that's one of the the issues that's there. Okay, Larry, are you back with me? Yeah. I'm back with you. I don't know. All right. What the deal is, but I'm, I don't. I don't know either. To stay with you, Scott. But you know what? Another issue for uh, for people when they get older is technology and things doing weird <laughs> stuff like this, right? So, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's another area of distance. Anyway, Patricia had asked about um, the fact that her grandkids don't live too far away, an hour and some away, but she isn't invited to visit very often, and she's worried that maybe she pushed too hard to come visit or or things like that. I think grandparents we worry about those kinds of things. Um, what would you say? I think that's a pretty common uh, concern that grandparents have. Well, of course, the access to the grandparents is, it goes through the parents. Right. And so grandparents do have to think about the fact that the the number one concern uh, that they should keep focused on is the relationship with the parents of the grandkids. Uh, if it's not good, then you're probably not going to have access. And in Patricia's case, I would say to her that that she needs to try to find a way to have just a transparent, heart-to-heart conversation with her, with the parents of her grandkids, 
and be ready to say, I'm sorry. You know, those two little words, mm. I'm sorry, are the greatest steps back towards restoring a relationship that there are. Yes. And and she might even say, you know what, I, I must have done something. I don't know what it is, but I love you, and I love the grandkids, and I'm so sorry if I've done anything to offend you. Please forgive me. That can re- just help me to understand. Yeah, that can really help. It's funny being a grandparent. There's a lot of joy, but there's a lot of new insecurities that you, you have um, in in the relationships. Well, Larry, you know, one of the reasons for the Legacy Coalition is to help grandparents and even even kids of grandparents deal with all kinds of different things. Tell us about Legacy Coalition, how it started, and uh, what, what you do at the Legacy Coalition. Well, we started six years ago, and, and it is our belief that many Christian grandparents miss opportunities to pass on faith to their grandkids. So we want to equip them and give them a vision, encourage them through resources and events and and um, all the things that we do and create, uh, we want to do that uh, to help them have the greatest spiritual impact they can on their families. When you started this ministry six years ago, um, it was it was a brand new idea. There was nothing really in the in the form of uh, ministry, not just with curriculum and resources, but also for gatherings and for connection and uh, for conferences. Um, you know, I think the Lord has really blessed what you're doing here. This is a an amazing ministry. How do people connect with uh, Legacy Coalition? Well, they, of, course, of course, they go to LegacyCoalition.com, but there are two ways that I would really want to bring up that they, they can find out about at our website. The first one is Grand Monday Nights. Uh, Grand Monday mm-hmm. Nights takes place at 5 p.m. every Monday evening, but you can see the replays all the week afterwards. That's a free webinar where we have a special guest, uh, pretty much like you're doing right here, Scott, except that it's a, it's a Zoom webinar rather than radio, and we interview guests, uh, talk with them, and just talk about everything related to grandparenting. And then the second thing is the Legacy Grandparenting Summit, and that's our big event. It is the National Conference on Grandparenting. Uh, our headline speaker this year is Ann Graham Lotz, uh, Billy Graham's daughter. Mm. And, it's actually live in Florida, but it's live streamed to locations all across the U.S., including nine locations here in Southern California. It's a two-day conference going to take place the weekend of October 20th through the 22nd. Some churches are going to do it on the 20th and 21st, some on the 21st and 22nd. But there are plenty of locations where Southern California folks and really others across the country can just hop in their cars and drive to a location and enjoy this national conference on grandparenting. Now, this conference has been growing uh, exponentially over the, the last few years. And Yes. Um, yeah, two, two years ago, or two conferences ago, we had 1,200 people. Last year, we had 5,000. We're going to go way above that this year. That's fantastic, Larry. And, uh, Larry, you've been all over the place, too. You've been on uh, Family Life, and you've been on uh, Mike Huckabee's program, and I, I think that's because God is using this in a, in a tremendous way. Well, we believe that there's a start of a national movement. In yeah. fact, it's not a start. It's, it's, it's just absolutely exploding. And Christian grandparents are just responding so much to this call to be intentional disciplers of, of their grandkids. 
and it's it's a, a wonderful thing. So what you do if you're listening, go to it's legacycoalition.com. Uh, just legacycoalition.com. And uh, if you're not, uh, if you don't know how to get on the web, um, you know, great thing to maybe call uh, your 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 church or your grant your your kids and say, hey, sign me up for this. Legacycoalition.com. There's a lot of great resources on there too to really help you. And you can sign up for the summit. It's October 20th through 21st. And there are sites everywhere here in San Diego and LA and surrounding counties. Uh, so not too far away, you'll be able to go. And uh, what are some things that people will uh, expect from it? Well, uh, there are about 20 different speakers. So Angram Lots is one, but there are others. They're just wonderful. It'll be two days of fellowship, all focusing around the role of a grandparent. You're right. There are, uh, there are sites all over Southern California. I want to give a shout-out to my church, Scott, uh, which is the Grove Community Church in Riverside. We're one of the sites uh, we've launched a grandparenting ministry. It's growing and doing well, and this is one of the things that, that we'll be doing. We'd love to have you come to our church, but, but there are others. There are Chino and Pasadena and uh, Indian Wells and San Diego and Carlsbad. They're all over. You can, you can look and you can find the locations there. Uh, it will absolutely rock the soul of grandparents when they understand the critical role that they have, and they begin to be equipped to overcome things. There will be talks on how to be storytellers with your grandkids, uh, how to respond to the cultural issues that are so Mm. critical, and some of the country's leading experts on those topics will be speaking at our grandparents. All right. Well, Larry, thank you so much for being with us today. I'm excited about what the Lord is doing uh, with this ministry, and I know that many people listening are going to take advantage of it. Larry, thanks for being with us today. You're welcome. Thanks so much. All right. God bless you, Larry. Larry Fowler has been my guest. He's the CEO of Legacy Coalition. Legacy Coalition is a ministry for grandparents, LegacyCoalition.com. And, uh, you know, I encourage you to go. The average person becomes a grandparent at around the age of 50. Um, that is, uh, you know, that seems like that's pretty young, but I guess that makes all kinds of sense. You know, we're a long way from it, Christy and I, uh, not a long way from 50. We're a long way from grandkids. Our kids are 13 and 10, but, uh, we, what's funny is we're, we're looking forward to, um, being grandkids, grandparents. But since we're a little older than a lot of parents were like, our kids, we, you guys need to get busy and have, get married and have some kids uh, early. Uh, I think it's the opposite of what my dad was saying. My dad said, uh, don't get married uh, before you graduate from college. And then after I graduated from college, he said, don't get married till you get out of graduate school. His concern is that you get you get married and then you don't finish. And some people, they don't. I think that happens more often these days than it used to be. I'm, the, I'm different now. I'm like, I'm old. Go ahead and get married. You know, you'll finish school. You'll probably do it. Um, hey, if you want to give us a call, this is Southern California Live, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Um, some of the speakers at this conference are great. Uh, Ann Graham Lotz, we've had her on our program before. Crawford Loritz, uh, he is founder and president of Beyond Our Generation. You know what I think is um, it's it's exciting to see the Lord doing this because just a few years ago, there really wasn't much. You know, if you're if you're older and you're in ministries, the the history of it over time. At our church, we used to have this. It was called the Fifty Five Plus Club. Right. And it's sort of like a lot of these retirement communities, they're 55 plus, but everybody in there still works. It seems like, you know, up to around 70 or a little after, because that's the way the economy is. Plus, people live longer today. 
And so our 55 plus club, nobody in there was under 75. And they were working really hard to get people to join it um, who were under 75. You know, you always want younger people showing up because that will, you know, continue your group or whatever you're going to do. And I said, well, they can't come because you do it at 10 in the morning. Well, what do you mean they can't come? Well, they're still working. <laughs> that's that's the change that has that has happened. Um, and the other change is if you are 75, you know, you're you're if you're 75, you should start thinking about running for president because that's the age that people are doing that now. I mean, I'm, it's, it's a joke, but it's not a joke, is it? It's it's really incredible. Uh, not saying that's a good thing, really, that uh, all of our leaders are, are octogenarians, but um, it it shows you how the world has has changed. And something that really matters is that we don't retire. We retire from our jobs, you know, if you're fortunate enough to be able to do that. But we don't retire from making disciples and being a Christian. We just go into a different stage of it. And if you're older, you're a grandparent, or maybe you're not a grandparent, but you're of that age, you have so much to offer. Don't let anybody tell you that you don't have uh, much to offer. And if you're if you get older and you're feeling useless or you're feeling like you're not valued, you know our society does that. Uh, it happens sometimes in church, but you are completely valuable to God. Number one, and number two, God has given you a, a full cup of things to pour out. He has given you a a full lifetime of experiences, of times of great faith and times of great doubt and struggle. All of that's part of your story, and you have a Savior, Jesus Christ. And there are young people today who need to hear that story, young people in your church who just need you to say, hey, this is uh, how my life went. Here's how I trusted in the Lord. This was my ups and downs. And it blesses people. It blesses people so, so much. And uh, I want to encourage you to make sure you realize that you have a ministry. Now, I, I had somebody who was 102, and she was saying, I don't know, what, you know why I'm still alive. She was telling me that. At her 100th birthday party, she was explaining all the things that were going to happen at her party. And then she whispered to me, I hope I don't live through it. And it was funny, but she wanted to know why she's still alive. And I said, because around you in this facility you live in are a bunch of doctors and nurses who need to know Jesus, and you might just have some story in life to share with them, and it will radically change that person's life. And it it changed her attitude about everything. She's like, you're right, I'm still here for a reason. And she started sharing with the the doctors and nurses. And uh, amazing, never give up on the ministry that God has given you and his grace for you and his love for you. And in fact, be intentional about it. It will it will change your life. If you're listening to Southern California Live. I'm going to take a break. I'm Scott Furrow, your host. The number is 888-528-2557. If you'd like to join our conversation, I'll be back in just a moment as the Wednesday edition of SoCal Live continues. Don't have time to go on SoCal Live today? Leave Scott a voicemail at 213-537-3812. That's 213-537-3812. Welcome back, everybody. Southern California Live. I am Scott Furrow. You can text me at that number. You can call in if you want to talk to us right now live, 888-528-2557. You got any memories of your grandparents, The a way that maybe a grandparent really impacted your life? That has been the subject uh, this hour as we've considered that in being grandparents. You know, when I was as a, as a pastor and I would do baby dedications, I don't know why it is. I don't know why it affected me in such a way, but sometimes we would have the baby dedication and we'd bring the parents up and the baby and we had kind of a routine, you know, and different things that we would do and there's pictures of the baby and all the stuff. But often 
we had the grandparents come up. And I just got emotional every time, every time the grandparents came up. I don't know why, really. I think it's just that it's such a blessing that if you get to be a grandparent, and I know that some of you didn't get that opportunity or you're you're worried that you may not get that opportunity, um, you know, it, it's, doesn't, it's not about saving you or, or things like that. Um, and you can adopt some, some kids and go take care of them. But if you get to be a grandparent, we should be happy for everybody who gets to do that. And let me encourage you to pray for your grandkids, uh, to realize that you've got a role. We've got all this stuff going on in the world. It's a crazy world uh, that we live in right now. The the situations that kids are growing up with, with schools and the things that they are talking about, the things that kids have access to because of the internet and because of phones and all of that stuff, it's it's mind-boggling. You You may not even understand it. I'm not sure I understand all of it. But uh, you have to. We were talking about this in uh, my community group uh, last night, my small group, um, which I encourage you to be part of one if, you're, uh, if your church does that, small uh, Bible study. You know, um, it is uh, one of those things where I don't know what age it is where you start to get off the uh, technology train. You know, I don't, you know, what do you think that age is? I, for me, somewhere in my 40s, I'm not off it yet. Unfortunately, I have young kids, so it forces me to be on it. I think that's the advantage of having kids later in life is that it forces you to do two things. You have to stay active with the technology and you have to uh, not get off the fashion train either as much as you can. You know, uh, I don't think that, uh, you know, 50 year old guys ought to be wearing the skinny jeans, you know, but they don't have to go out and buy the green pants and just give up either. Right. It's uh, I think you can you can do it. <laughs> Somebody's going to call me about their green pants. You know, what? you know, you do it. You know what? I've seen it. You know, you're out there. You're like uh, 60 years old. And for whatever reason, you just say, you know what? These bright green pants, I think I'm going to buy those. I don't know why we do that, but uh, I'm going to try to avoid that. But I, I can't avoid it forever. Um, but you know what? You really can do it. I used to work for Circuit City. Remember that company? Um, and uh, they really trained their salespeople really well at Circuit City. If you went in there, you'd buy a TV and you'd buy you know, radios and all kinds of appliances and all kinds of stuff. And eventually you got – we went through extensive training. We knew the ins and outs of everything. And I could come to your house. I could set up your 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 entire entertainment system, whatever it was. A weird thing that happened to me is that I knew – I could come into anybody's house. And a thing I used to do is tell people the model number of their TV. I totally could do it. I just knew them all. And um, – and now when I think that I have some struggles sometimes with my, my kids' Chromebooks, like, what is this Chromebook? You know, where's the hard drive? How does this thing connect? What's Chromebook? Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's worth it to try to figure it out and just push through. If I can encourage you to go ahead and try to push through on that, that technology and do it. Circuit City, they, uh, they went out of business eventually because Best Buy came to town and people would come and talk to you about the TV and everything and then go buy it at Best Buy cheaper. Uh, and that's the way it worked out. Also, I was I was number three. At one point, I was the number three salesperson in the, the Western United States, and they threw this big party for all the top people, and they did it at the Ritz-Carlton in Laguna Niguel. It was amazing. That probably is another reason they went out of business, doing stuff like that. Uh, we had a lot. <laughs> that had to be, it was an unbelievable amount of money. But, uh, you know, they, they were saying thank you to their employees, and I get that. I, does that still happen? Do you think the uh, Best Buy people are going over there to the, uh, to the Laguna Niguel, or are they going to uh, the Holiday Inn in, uh, you know, 
I don't know what they're doing. Anyway, do you have work parties? I guess you do. 888-528-2557. If you want to join this conversation, you know, what do you struggle with with electronics? Here's, here's a big one for you. This is hard. The kids, younger people are communicating with social media with so many different things. And it's hard to encourage people to get involved with that because it can it's causing so much harm. At the same time, it's how you connect with people. And it's at the same time, you have to have some knowledge of it, I think, if you're going to um, even have conversations maybe with your grandkids or with people in your family who are younger, younger cousins or other people. This is how they do it. Um, and um, it's just part of the world we're in. So if you're if you're resisting it, you know, now, if you're if you're 95 and you're resisting it, you know, go ahead. You know, go ahead and try it out. It's great. If you're 65 and you're resisting it, don't. You you have to figure out how to communicate because it's all changing. The There's a video out there of I think the, the people are under 25 and there's one of those rotary dial phones and they're asking these young people to make a call and none of them can make a call. They couldn't figure out how to operate the rotary dial phone. They've never seen one. They've never used one in their life. And uh, what they were doing wrong is they, they would dial the number and then pick up the receiver. So that was the big – you used to have to – if you don't even know what I'm talking about, there used to be these you know devices in your, your house, and you would have to spin the little dial. And uh, I remember it. I remember how long it would take people. You know, if people had – you'd dial that thing, and have to come all the way back. If people had nines and zeros in their phone number, it took all day to call them, it seems like. So, you know, you have three zeros in your phone number? Well, I'm not going to call you. Then it takes too long to dial it. No, you really wouldn't do that. But you would have to pick up the receiver, and it had these little, you know, things that would make an electronic connection inside the device. And when you picked up the the receiver, is the part you held up to your face to talk into. And when you picked it up, it re, it connected those that that connection, so the electricity would go through it in the right way. And then you would dial the number and make these clicking noises, and that's how the system worked. Uh, those days are gone. Those days are long gone. And so what? this group of kids were trying to do I say kids are 25 but they were, they couldn't do it because and what they wouldn't do is they wouldn't pick up the phone and the reason is is because you now you dial the number and then you click talk like there's an extra thing you you have to do after you dial the number I don't know if you've thought about that before but that that is an interesting change that happens there's another video out there that might uh, surprise you or scare you it's a uh, 3-year-olds toddlers and they're given a magazine you know, like a, uh, are there magazines? Do they still publish those or are they all digital now? They must have magazines. I don't know what they are. They're given a magazine and they don't know how to turn the pages. Instead, they're taking their finger and trying to swipe the pictures, just like you would do on an iPad or an electronic device. That's a little bit scary. Uh, parents, by the way, uh, speaking pastorally again, if you've got kids and uh, and I get it, I get the temptation of handing them the iPad or handing them the phone and it keeps them occupied and you can get something done. Uh, parents do that so often today that now there are two things you should be aware of that did not exist a few years ago for kids. Uh, one of them is physical therapy for kids who have iPhone neck. And what it is is they're, they grew up since the time of being infants or toddlers staring at an electronic device and their, their neck doesn't develop right. They can't hold their head up right. And they start to get all hunched over and their, their posture is all wrong. And now they have to go to therapy, physical therapy, to get straightened out. 
Uh, that's pretty scary. That's a good reason not to hand your kid the iPad all the time. The other one is camps, you know, maybe in a more positive way, but there are developing camps now, and there are camps where the entire purpose of the camp is to send your kid somewhere for the summer where there's no electronics, where they can just breathe the fresh air, ride the horses, you know, do some archery, uh, climb a tree, do all those other things that uh, everybody used to do. Can I encourage you this weekend to get out there and, uh, I don't know, climb a tree? Be careful. You know, you got to think about <laughs> how old you are if you're climbing that tree. Maybe you should just go for a walk. I'm not going to climb a tree, but I would love to if my kids would climb a tree. It was a great experience. You went falling down and catching yourself on a couple of branches, good experience. Uh, falling out of the tree, not so much. Life is an interesting thing, isn't it? And it gets really, really short the older we get. Isn't it great that we've got a Savior? Isn't it great that you know we can even kind of just laugh about these different things in life and the course of life that we all go on? Um, let me encourage you, just just live every day for the Lord. You have so much value and so much to, to offer. And in this world, there's all kinds of distractions and other things that get in the way of our relationships with our kids or grandkids or our grandparents or our parents. Make an effort. You know, when we're done here in a minute, give them a call if you haven't called for a long time. I keep a little log of, of when the last time it was I spoke to certain family members just to make sure because I get busy and I forget. Keep a log and do that. Hey, and one other thing I want to share with you, our health fair is coming up. Our eighth annual health fair and lifestyle expo is coming up this Saturday, September 24th from 9 to 1, 9 in the morning to 1 p.m. There's all kinds of seminars and workshops. It's no cost health screenings, wellness, health and beauty, prizes and giveaways. It's a lot of fun. It's uh, Saturday, September 24th from 9 to 1, and it's at the Pasadena First Church of the Nazarene in uh, Pasadena, of course. And there's a whole lot of different things that they are doing there. And I would encourage you to go. You can get some more information if you go to kkla.com and click on the health fair banner and you can learn a lot. You know, with uh, right now you've got your open enrollment and new healthcare rules and all kinds of stuff. You know, you might be wondering how to navigate it. This is how you do it. And we'll provide that for you this Saturday from 9 to 1 in Pasadena at the Pasadena First Church of the Nazarene. Go to kkla.com and click the banner to learn more about that. It's free, and uh, so I hope that you can make it. Thanks for listening, everybody, to Southern California Live. To get our podcast, go to the radio station website. Look for the Southern California Live page. You'll find the podcast right there for any hour you miss on the show. I'm Scott Furrow, your host. I'll be back tomorrow from 3 to 5 on Southern California Live. Have a great night. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn with in-depth interviews archival footage and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines i just felt like i was drowning flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost available now watch it today go to salemnow.com salemnow.com